Welcome to What the Pod. Nope, wrong, wrong podcast. See, I did it. I, having two podcasts is what really messed me up. That might make the bloopers. Yeah. <laughs> Take two. That's right. This episode of the All About Nothing podcast is brought to you by GOT Sound Studio. GOT Sound Studio offers a variety of experiences. Music, voice, and instrumental recording and production, video, and still photography. GOT Sound Studio has all of your media needs met. Owned and operated by Dominique Stewart, the Neek the Geek, experienced artists as well as up-and-coming will find everything they need to create. Bring your media needs to one of the most talented producers and engineers in the business, Neek the Geek. You can find details by visiting gotsoundstudio.com or calling 803-243-2302. You can also find links in the Friends of the Pod section of our website. Visit theallaboutnothing.com. The All About Nothing podcast may have content and language. That isn't appropriate for some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the All About Nothing podcast. I am Barrett Gruber, and this week we are recording from the town hall of the town of Blythewood, South Carolina. I am joined by uh, Sloan, as well as uh, Brock, David, Donald. Donald, thanks. Uh, you know, the, the likelihood is I'm going to mess something up. But uh, Sloan Griffin III, who was uh, recently just sworn in as the new mayor of Blythewood. So congratulations. Yes, sir. Thank you. As well as Donald Brock, who uh, also was just sworn in. You were reelected. That's correct. Uh, this is your second term? It will be my second full term, yes. Well, congratulations as well. well thank you. That's exciting. Uh, so uh, just real quick, I'll, I'll hit all the stuff that we normally hit during the episode. But... Uh, 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 just uh, make sure, please subscribe to the show. Subscriptions drive our searches, and that's how we get new listeners. Also, please consider supporting us financially by visiting theallaboutnothing.com and becoming an official member and proudly calling yourself a true nothinger. We have a bunch of membership tiers available that give you early access and exclusive content. Also, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts and you think we're worth it, go ahead and give us one of those reviews and drop us five stars. And if you're not on Apple Podcasts, please consider sharing the episode with your family and friends and drop a review where you can. Uh, with that out of the way, I do have uh, a couple shout outs. Thanks to Mayor Tim Miles of the City of West Columbia for being on with us a couple weeks ago. Uh, that was episode number 182. As well, I want to thank uh, Carrie and Zach of the podcast, What the Pod Was That, Ami of the podcast, Welcome to Wonderland, and Micah, our dungeon master for our adventure uh, that continues to move along. Uh, we just uh, dropped episode number three of that series and uh, some big crazy things coming up in episode four, so make sure to uh, subscribe so that you can check that out when it comes. Uh, those are our D&D adventures, Dungeons & Dragons. Do you ever do any Dungeons & Dragons? No, No. But I will try. My my son does, actually. On Thursday evenings at his middle school, he actually has D&D Club. That what? is yeah, really that's cool. That's an actual club. At yeah, school. yeah. Middle school, and I'm probably they probably have one in high school. <laughs> yeah, I just ask him if he has his D and D book. He says yes, and I say, okay, go forth and be great because I don't know anything <laughs> about it, <laughs> and I don't claim to know anything about it. Uh, if if you don't uh, recognize Brock, he was on with us uh, before the Soda City Comic Con, uh, which we haven't gotten an opportunity to discuss. Uh, we will. Yeah, it was. We could probably do a twofer. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a fantastic event for us. Uh, we signed up easily 60 or 70 people just for our email list alone, and only one of them has been asked to unsubscribe. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's I, a good ratio. Oh yeah, that's not guess who? Guess who comes to Comic-Con, though? That guy right there. Did you? I and do. he brings his son. Let me tell you something. I have a blast, and Brock knows where to find me at. Pinball room. Pinball room uh, okay. all day long. Okay. But it is, you know, for the little one, for my son to come out, he knows now how to – 
you know, doing that. He's excited to hit the ball, so I appreciate Oh, it's so much fun. Man, it's, 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 it's great. I can't even imagine the amount of work because the number of times that I'd see Brock walking past our table, <laughs> it was just – it was the Flash, and that's a comic book reference. It's more, but it's more zigzag because there's so oh, many, there's yeah. people there that are in the way. How can you can you can you briefly tell us what the ratio as far as like the number of people that were there this year compared to last year? Well, I think this year and last year are actually are, are quite comparable. Um, we ballparked approximately, and it's an approximate number. We don't count. Uh, we don't do clickers. We base it on tickets sold yeah. or tickets sold, donated, you know, vendors, um, guests, and all that. Um, approximately about eighty five hundred or so, which was which is comparable to to the prior year. Um, you know, we 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 take up the entire building at the Columbia yeah. Metropolitan Convention Center, so we really can't expand. The only thing we can do is you know bring in different vendors, bring in different guests, bring in different artists. Um, we have grown our, our video game and pinball presence. We're looking at expanding, um, you know, our pinball tournament and stuff next year, making it a little bit bigger to try to bring in some additional attractions. And so, you know, it, it kind of is what it is. You know, at some point I've talked to the leaders of the city of Columbia, Richland County, to expand the convention center, but that's a major uh, investment yeah. for the city, county. Um, I don't know if Lexington County, because they were original part of the original investment. I don't know if they want to do that anymore. I obviously can't speak for them. Sure. But, um, you know, the way the way we can continue to grow the event is if they are willing to grow the facility. Um, and I don't know if they're there yet. Wow. So, But, but we're, we're, we're doing well, and we've already got it locked in for 2024. That's awesome. And, um, yeah, so – yeah. We're excited. It was it was a blast. We had family come in from out of town just to come to it. And uh, my brother's favorite part was uh, getting to meet a lot of the anime characters that uh, that he got signatures from and pictures with and, and just and and you know, that was that was a blast for him. Uh, I got to meet Vanessa Angel. I got to hang out with Me too. Uh, mm-hmm. Michael, hi- Bean. Michael a, Bean. Vanessa was kind of the highlight, one of the highlights of my weekend. <laughs> I remember Weird Science from the nineties and I was like, Yeah. You know, it's, So I missed that. It, well, did you miss that? I think I did. Well we'll have to introduce you next year. Yeah, next year. Yeah. She uh at when she's uh, they they Brock and, and his group actually got uh, arranged for her to come and sit at our table, mm-hmm. and, and we got to record about fifteen or twenty minutes with her. And uh, there was, I, I think she was flirting with me. Well, I, I, sure, I, we'll go with that. I think take make that a blooper. <laughs> That's right. She, <laughs> she she is. I will say this. I I was fortunate enough to be able to one to pick her up from the airport, and she is just the nicest she person. Is. She's genuinely a nice and kind person. She doesn't come across as pretentious no or or, you know she's from the uk but she doesn't really have an accent or either she fakes it one of the two and she she just really is a genuinely nice person like she would ask she would like she was asking me like you know tell me about you tell me about your your family what do you do stuff like that it was you know it just very relaxing very approachable yeah uh and most people are when you get to know them and you know you mentioned anime like columbia's a big anime town people don't really realize a lot of it um and uh, I can recommend some stuff for you to watch, okay. and that way you Help can catch up, up a little catch up a little <laughs> bit. Up. Yeah, so you know it's just it, it's a good wholesome event. We actually had a good turnout from Blythewood. We we get to pull we pull zip codes, and there are a lot of two nine zero one sixers that come down there. So that's really cool. Yeah, it is. So a lot of people uh, in Blythewood are aware of it, and they do appreciate the event. 
right. Uh, also, I want to remind everyone that this Thursday, December 7th, John Kosas Jr., Broadcast and Media Relations Manager for the Columbia Fireflies, and author of the book, Play by Play from the Miners, Profiles of Baseball Broadcasters from Scranton to Yakima, will be at All Good Books, 734 Hardin Street, for a public book signing. And if you're around, you should come out and meet John, because uh, he doesn't get to venture down from the broadcast booth at the Firefly Stadium much. Uh, so this is this is really your opportunity to do that. Uh, lastly, here are the New Brooklyn Tavern events for this week. Tonight, December 4th, open jam mic, open mic night with Sam and Elia Band. Tuesday, December 5th, Skeetle Remains, Stabbing, Primitive Warfare, Rectoplasm. Friday, December 6th, Ward Davis, and back again on Monday, December 11th, Open Jam, Open Mic Night by Sam and Ilya Band. Check out NewBrooklynTavern.com for tickets and details, as well uh, as more upcoming shows. Links in the show notes. So, Blythewood, South Carolina. Formally, I didn't know this, and, and I guess I probably should have just because of how much I love the Rib Festival, uh, but used to be called Doko. Is that right? Am I pronouncing yes, that correctly? Yes, Doko. Does anybody, what's the history behind Doko? So basically, um, Blackwood was a uh, railroad town. Okay. So being a railroad town back in the steam locomotive time, you need what? Water. Right. So Doko is a Native American term, water. Okay. So it's a watering place. So that's where Blackwood you know, originated from, which is Doko. That was the original name. So, uh, but it was known as a watering place. And today is where it is. We're sitting along the same tracks or the lineup of tracks yeah. um, that were originally here uh, that started this town. When I uh, when I arrived, actually, uh, a, a train came through uh, briefly. Yeah. So that was okay. So that that's really cool. And I mentioned the uh, the rib fest, which mm-hmm. I keep I keep trying to uh, weasel my way into some sort of a vendor sort of thing there because uh, uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, and that doesn't mean I'm not willing to pay to come out. I, I fully am. We'll make something happen to get you out here for real fest. I, to do. I, you don't even, all you have to do is just tell me what weekend it is and all I'll right. be there. It is it is one of sometime in March. Yes it is. Usually the first or second weekend in March. It is easily one of the most enjoyable events for any of the local Midlands mm-hmm. towns. Uh you know, West Columbia has had several music festivals recently mm-hmm. that have been really cool. Uh but the Doko Rib Fest. I've I've been to it now twice, and uh, I, I I wish that it was more often. Yeah, you know I'm gonna you know give. There's a lot of events that happen in town, but I think Brock would uh, agree with me is um, Rib Fest is probably one of the premier events um, that actually really goes well and is sponsored by the chamber. But that's one of the good events that come out of that group, in my opinion, um, as well as the Big Grab is another one. What is? Tell me, what, what is the Big so, Grab? The Big Grab is a 50-mile yard sale. That's, that's a good way to describe it. <laughs> that's, that's a that, great way to describe see, it. It is a 50-mile yard sale. Okay. Literally, there's, there's a map. You get the map, and it tells you all through Winsboro, Fairfield County, Side it maps all the way back through here, where really the highlight of the big grab is on this side of the map. But it is a um, event by the Fairfield County 
Chamber of Commerce. Okay. It's really hosted by them. We're a recipient of them, mainly probably because we have hotels and things here um, and a little bit more uh, support as far as visibility. Interstate com- access. Uh, coming off the interstate. Yeah. So, uh, but it's essentially a 50-yard uh, yard sale. That's so you have tables set up all through town, people settling in and everything. So if you want a deal, you come and get your deal during that weekend. And it's a weekend. Yeah. I know people that travel from the upstate of South Carolina down here and stay in the hotels. That's probably um, brought that one event that we could probably say is probably – 70% occupancy at the hotels. Yeah, it it it's an event that absolutely drives tourism traffic to the town. Um it's a it's a Friday Saturday. Um and you know when the big grabs in town yeah. because former elected officials have made comments of I'm leaving town simply because the big grab is here. I don't really like that message. No, I'm, I'm but, here. But cuz I'm going to buy some stuff. Yeah, and I've <laughs> I've sold a couple things last year at the big grab at the, the yeah, it's in, I think it's in September. Um I'm going to see the tool guy. Yeah, there's 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 a little something for everybody. You really don't know who and or what is going to show up and like like Sloan said, it's a 50-mile yard sale. It becomes a crawl yeah. because people will literally creep down, and they see something they want, and they'll pull, pull over, over, jump oh, out, <laughs> you know, and then all the cars come back. And, it, yeah, it's, like, it's, a, it's an interesting event. It, and then, too, one of the good, exciting things, I mean, you see people come in with trailers. Oh, yeah. Like 16-foot open, 16-foot enclosed, just because they know they finna get some deals. I got the space. I'm taking it with me right now. Yeah. And this event, no matter if it rains, they come with their covers and tarps and cover it up and wait till the rain pass and uncover. Because it stormed this past when it stormed for a little bit. Yeah. Cover up, uncover, people coming back. There was a – so I, I mentioned before we started recording, we had we had some farmland up in Kentucky. And uh, come to find out that once a year there would be like a 500 or a 1,000-mile yard sale. That would go, yeah. That would go through Kentucky, through, uh, through, through in Alabama, and then down, and then and would go into Mississippi. Like it was a ridiculously, wow. uh, but uh, yeah, I had I had no idea that that went on in, yeah. here in Blythewood or in, in I guess in the in, in the in this area. That's that's yeah. so that's I, really you neat know, too. Hopefully, under this new administration, hopefully we can spark some different some change up with it, some add additions to it. Um, to really keep people here in the center of town a little bit longer, um, give them a little something extra to do, maybe some entertainment and food truck vendors out yeah. in the park. So we got room to expand on events. So one of the things about being uh, an administration for a small town is it's uh, it's not a full time job. Obviously, it, it's not it's not going to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a job that you do because you believe uh, in the community or you want to ha- uh, assist in, in trying to get your town mm-hmm. uh, the best that, to be the best that it can be. Uh, but that's just me speaking. What, what was it that drove you to, to decide to uh, run for mayor? Well, I think it has to go all the way back for me, and I'll be real short with this for time, but I think it goes back to, um, number one, my upbringing. So I grew up. Um, in a single, well, married, mom, dad setting, divorced, but um, 
my dad's side of the family was very business oriented. So okay. I grew up in the shoe repair shop. So I grew a up cobbler. shining a cobbler, shoe cobbler. And my dad was here last night, but it's still in the family. So I grew up customer service focused. Yeah. So as a kid, um, there's pictures of me shining shoes on the old-fashioned shoe shine stand. Um, so I have to go all the way back to the childhood upbringing to get to here to the fire service that really um, um, – launched me into the hemisphere of reality okay you know you're you're assisting people on their worst day um you have to have top-notch customer service to soothe someone to make them feel at ease you know and actually have you can't be faking that job yeah they're gonna know that you're just saying something just to say it um so my fire service career really I think set the tone for me to run for council. Um, listening to people, I've been the same way since day one. Um, it's people first. Um, so if the citizens have an issue, I have an issue. Let's see how we can resolve that issue. Um, so my whole piece through council has been service to people. People first. Everything else is second, third, fourth, or fifth. Sure. Um, and looking at where we are now as a community, uh, we had some issues. We had some things that really show that, quote, unquote, the good boy system, the circle, the chosen circle, is not listening to the constituents of this town. And that's what really made me decide that, hey, it might be good to throw my name in the hat on this. And i done it based off of a lot of people looking at the track record, looking at, hey, you always been the same. You might can't make something happen. They understand that you're one vote. But at least you come out and listen to me. At least you do your best to, to get me some type of results. Um, there's a lady that called me. I was on a deployment with FEMA, um, reservists with FEMA. Um, and I was in Tennessee in Nashville, and this lady called me, and at that time, I, I really, I even told Brock, huh, I'm probably just going to, I'm good. I, I would have two years left on council, and this lady called me. She said, you need to do it. Just straight out, she said, you need to run. Um, and I looked at the results from this election, and it was like the people really wanted us. Yeah. Uh, they wanted me and brought to continue to serve. Um, they seen through some of the lens where it was muddy water um, and transparency. Well, we want full transparency. There were no transparent pieces. The glass panes in town hall was dark. And um, I told folks, we're going to lighten them up. And I'm looking out a window and it's clear. So I'm like, we back. I, I I will also acknowledge that, you know, I got here uh, uh, probably a little bit before we were going to start recording, and I was astounded at the number of people that I see mulling around on the on the grounds over here. There's a there's a playground very close by that. Uh, so it it Blythewood, you know, it, it, it feels like a very close knit community. It is. Um, and, uh, it, it, so it's, it's, you know, it's, it's cool to see, uh, that there is an actual like citizenry 
that there is an actual there is an actual group of people that take advantage of uh, being able to utilize like a playground and whatnot. I mean, you come out here any given, I mean, even in the winter time. Of course, it's not going to be as crowded as it would be in May, June, and July. But um, we have a great park here. Yeah, and we're continuing to build on it. Uh, we have the backing of um, our local legislators on a lot of things that we have added to the park. Our votes on council. Uh, to move money to always upgrade this park as best as we can. I think I think under this administration we'll be able to get a little bit more out of it. Um, I think we will be able to add the pieces that's missing, a farmer's market, oh, yeah. um, a splash pad. There's some things that's missing, but we also got another piece that we have that's in the, in the toolbox. We ain't ready to talk about it yet. <laughs> But it's in the toolbox. We have more land, and we have opportunity to expand. That's really cool. Yes. That's really cool. Well, Brock, this being your uh, second term on city yeah. council, uh, what is it that, that drove you to, to, to continue? Because uh, when we first met, I guess it, it, never, it never dawned on me because you didn't mention it right away, but uh, it didn't dawn on me that you were involved in any politics. Do you feel like it's being on the city council is a, is a political job? Well, if you'd asked me maybe three years ago, I'd have said no, but th things, things have definitely changed and evolved over the last two and a half years. Um, it, it got pretty political over the last year to year and a half. Um, alliances were made. Um, Sloan and I work extremely well together. Yeah. We don't and for for anybody that's listening, we don't always agree. No. Not the, always. The, yeah. You know, but at the end of the day, we both know the difference in our opinions between white right and wrong, what should be done and what shouldn't be done. He mentioned transparency. We have not had transparency for the last two and a half years on certain issues. People want to figure out what those issues are. It's not hard to find or figure out. We've been embroiled in lawsuits. Mm. And, you know, we've been asked to make decisions, uh, appropriations, money decisions, and then we don't even know where the money's going. No and we're evidence. like, yeah, no no evidence. Just like, you need to vote on this. And we're like, well, what are we voting on? Well, we can't tell you. And we're like, well, what do you mean you can't tell us? Like, we're, we're part of the governing body. So, yeah, it got really political <laughs> over the last year, year and a half. Um, so... You know, a little bit on my history, like I grew up in Gaffney, Sloan grew up in Greenwood. I did not shine shoes as a kid, <laughs> which I think is awesome for him, though. He it instilled a, a sense of value. And, you know, I'm sure your dad gave you a little bit of money and stuff like that. So, you you know, you earned. I got earned enough a, to buy bubble gum out the machine. Well, school. there you go. What, whatever it takes. <laughs> you, you got some sort of consideration. Something. So, but, you know, I, I really wasn't all that political you know when you're 18 you go vote because you think it's kind of a cool thing that you get to do now well i hope people go vote well they 18. should yeah. people should yeah. go vote once you turn 18 you should go vote um although i think most kids at that age they vote for who their parents tell them to so i don't really know how educated they are <laughs> that's true but you know i would encourage anybody you know go vote educate yourself about any of the candidates local elections matter more than national elections yeah. people don't realize yes. that but they do and so I ran for student body president at USC just to kind of see what that was like. Didn't win. That was okay. Um, participated in, like, South Carolina student legislator. That was kind of cool. Um, 
but really didn't even think about getting involved until my family moved to Blythewood in 2016. And at the time, I approached the mayor and said, I want to, I want to serve, I want to be involved. And so they placed me on the planning commission. That's actually where I met Sloan. He was yeah. also a member of the planning commission. And when I decided to run for council the first time in, in 17, and I, di- I didn't win. I lost by like 15 votes. Um, 19, actually, I did win. But the reason to run, I've been asked many times, why did you decide to run for council? And the answer has always been the same. And we're all dads. And my answer was, has, was and will continue to be, I wanted to be involved in shaping the community where I was raising my children. Um, I'm, not, uh, I'm not perfect. I'm not the nicest guy. I'm not the meanest guy. Um, but, you know, we, I tend to think that uh, I'm reasonable and fairly level-headed. I'm fiscally conservative. I like to make sure that the town is operating in a, in a, in a prudent way, like not just spending all the money or giving all the money or, as we like to say, writing checks to friends. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's that's like that's like my lane like yeah. you know finance and accounting and, and making sure the budget is balanced the budget has to you have to balance the budget by state statute but there are a lot of holes in our budget where money's just wasted i mean we've wasted a lot of money on lawsuits over the last two and a half years um, so you know once I decided, hey, I want to run I got elected I said okay how can I bring positive change or, or, or at least status quo at a minimum which doesn't really help out anybody in my opinion but you know how can we bring positivity to this community because my children are going to be a direct beneficiary of that right and 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 i like to think that if i'm making a positive decision for my children it it you know it spans it spans the community and it's going to be a positive impact for other kids you mentioned the playground those were a couple of things that I'm going to call him Councilman Griffin for a long time until I remember. (laughs) But the mayor and I, you know, we fought hard to put bump guards in front of the playground so that if there's a loose car because you're coming in right there and, you know, the the dead ends right to the playground. We wanted bump guards there. So if if for some reason somebody hits gas instead of brake, hopefully it happens happens all the time. We also have the the turf, the, the artificial turf that's on the playground. That was, I pushed for that for almost a year and a half. Yeah. And we finally got it. The sunshade, I don't know if, if anybody specifically pushed for that, but we have ADA equipment we're trying mm-hmm. to continue to add. Uh, Mayor mentioned a splash pad. That's something that we, we're going to get that oh, done over got, the next yes. four years. That's in our master plan. But, you know, you talk about bringing people coming to town and staying. Yeah. Like, put a splash pad out there, and it operates from March to September. Like, Saluda Shoals is always busy. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the park at, uh, was it, uh, Fort Jackson Water Park, yep. they're always yep. busy. So, you know, we have opportunities to, you know, improve and maintain this, this jewel of Blythewood, which a lot of people do know about. The community does come out, and we want to make sure that it's better for them and, and everybody. You know, we're, we're beneficiaries of this, too. My yep. kids will come out and play on the splash pad. Yep. Sloan's son will come out and play on the splash pad. Splash He's on pad. the playground all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so... So, uh, and this this can be for both of you. But what what is what is the vision for Blythewood over the course of the next, uh, I guess, the, this current administration? Well, first and foremost, we got some things we got to shore up. Uh, we got to get the town back um, in stable footing, out of litigation. Um, and as uh, Councilman Brock alluded to, you know, if people want to go out, they can look that up. It's on the public index, Richland County. Um, just a side note. 
but circa twenty twenty one. Fifth circuit. Rich no, yeah, it all started not, in twenty twenty. Yeah, I was gonna say not yeah. under yeah. your administration. No, 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 no. So you know, we we we're not making excuses. Sure. So I, I think this is important to for folks to hear that you will never hear um, this administration as it sits right now make excuses and say, "Well, that was under another administration." Right. We knew the problems when we said we wanted to run. We knew the problems when we seen on the news that we won. We knew the problems last night when we got sworn in. And last night, um, um, how we're set here in the destroyed mayor form of government, um, I set the agenda. And I set that agenda last night to show the, the voters, the citizens of Blythewood, that we mean business on day one coming in here. We can celebrate afterwards as we did. We had a good time celebrating with our residents last night. But I, Councilman Brock, and now Councilwoman Fripp, wanted to show the voters, the citizens of Blythewood, even if they didn't vote for us, that we mean what we say. We're walking in here and we're going to take care of business. And that happened last night. So you talk about a vision. It started last night, being honest. I made a point to say that we're there's no nothing hidden. If you want to see a book, you're going to see a book. If you want to see the invoices, you're going to see the invoices. Yeah. Um, I believe that the town and its government belongs to the people. And I want to make sure that it's back in the people's hands. So we have some housekeeping things that we have to take care of first. Now, once we complete those housekeeping things, and I'm really making that real fast. Real, real fast. I think Councilman Brock will agree to that, that even today, within, what, 24 hours, not even 24 hours, we're making headway. But now we got things like the park. Um, we, I alluded to, Councilman Brock alluded to, we have things in the park that we can continue to do the splash pads. So I want to make sure that we're back to the business of the people. Sure. There's things that needed to be done. We have road projects going on. We need to monitor those road projects. We have the Scout Motors project. We need to make sure that those citizens that were in protest for the Scout project, that they're able to get answers to their questions. Uh, we have land that we're currently on railway. We, we, we say that. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have a payment so, plan. Yeah, we own a payment plan for some land. And I you know, laugh, but no, 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 you laugh, real. but it, it's 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 legit. We have we have a we have a piece of, we have a piece of dirt on layaway yeah, and Kmart, and, yeah. <laughs> so um, hmm. and and I know Councilman Brock and myself, we we never wanted to do that piece there. Um, so we're gonna have to figure out some things to really get on that, um, and it's not much, but to get ahead of that, and then we can start working on the master plan for that. So. We, we're ahead of the curve on things when it comes to a vision. Uh, we want to make sure that this community is safe. How, how do you all uh, take in information from the community? Both of you were councilmen before. and, and so, so I'm sorry, I'm make sure Councilman Brock get in on this as well. But I'm going to say this too, um, how there was no true system of how. Okay to really engage community members outside of them calling us individually. Uh, there was a survey done, what was it, two years ago maybe? 
It no, it had to have been over two years because Maybe Councilman three. Kendrick was still on planning commission. He was, so yeah, it so it was over two three. years ago. So about three years ago, um, now Councilman McKendrick was sitting on the planning commission and he headed up um, a survey, and that survey gave us some good some good starting points. Um, but as I said, that was great, but we're now about four years into it, so we have to re-engage this population to see. Are we headed in the right direction? So we need tools to assist us with that. And coming out of the past, the former administration, we didn't have the tools to really properly engage the community because we were so focused on litigation. Mm -hmm. So now that's what I mean. We're taking care of the house. One of my first comments after winning was, I got to clean up our own house before I move outside and tell the citizens how we're going to do this this and that yeah so i'm moving fast and this is a great time to move fast when things are kind of slowed down for the holidays so we can take care of internal things so the first of the year we're moving forward on those things um but we the first of the year, this is one of the vision pieces on how to reach people we're going to have tools so that we can text folks I'm going back to my emergency management day. Yeah, sure. you, you ask about communication. He can cover this because this is his lane. This is his area of expertise. <laughs> you got my support, but he going he gonna to say, this is what we're going to do, and here's why, and this is how much it's going to cost. So I'm going to be like, that, yeah. that's your area. And Go see, for that's, it. That's the good thing about yeah. us. We respect each other's yeah. expertise in this. I'm not an accountant, so I'm going to look at him and say, look, this is what I'm thinking. Does this make sense? Yeah. You know, I, I have common sense when it comes to finances. I don't want to drain my personal finances on something that doesn't make sense. So I'm going to make sure that I always lean on the experts. As an emergency manager, that's what I do. Yeah. I make decisions based on what the experts are telling me, and I have that final say-so over it. But communication, I want to treat this communication with our citizens like I do with emergency messaging. We can text we can set surveys up to text out. Here's a link. Um, sign up. We don't even have internal in the town, and we rely on the county so much, but we're a government. Yeah. And citizens look to us to lead. We need to make sure that we're signing them up for weather alerts, which entails giving them alerts to us here. So we have citizens say, we don't know when y'all meet. We can send that out to you in a text. It'll call you, text, or email. So there's going to be some exciting communication pieces. We can redo that survey in the same form. We can send it out. Um, businesses will be in that directory so that if there's uh, boil water advisories that come down because we split between Winsboro uh, water, Columbia water, we can properly send those out to the businesses. Yeah. The residents will get that as well. So there's some things in the communication pot that I'm excited to see come to fruition um and it won't take long but it's it's like i said we coming out of the the mud yeah and we can see now we have leaders in place that understand that let's put this behind us let's get back to the business of the people and that's what i'm excited to see yeah it didn't even occur to me y'all being downwind from jenkinsville too yeah because i'm the 
I work in Fairfield County. I'm okay. Deputy Director for Emergency Management full time. So I deal with the Jenkinsville, the VC summer piece of yeah. it. So we're, we're downwind, depending on which way the wind blows. But, um, it, you know, to make sure that we understand. It makes it a little uncomfortable recognizing that they've had, what, six earthquakes in the past three weeks over yeah, there? We uh, had one yesterday. Yeah. I mean, it's, I get I get email. <laughs> I get e- Did you feel it? No, no, but I get it because I manage nine one one. Yeah, oh, so okay. I see when I came in this morning. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been it's, steady over it's, there. It it's it's I I camp on on uh, Lake Monticello, mm-hmm. so uh, you fish. No, no. Well, okay. I have I have thrown a line into a lake once or twice. <laughs> uh, you, technically, in order to say you fish, you catch. Okay. And, uh, I I I think fish stay off of my line just out of spite. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, well, so, uh, Blythewood is, and, and you mentioned Fairfield County, Blythewood is in Richland and Blythewood or in Fairfield. Fairfield. A sliver, yes. A little sliver of it, which, um, which, you know, we, we, we definitely have room to expand and I guess that question would lead into annexation. Yeah. Oh, that's mm. so (laughs) that's, it's interesting. He says that I'm not to interrupt, but I'm going to interrupt four years ago. I'm going to let him interrupt. I'm not going to interrupt, but I'm going to interrupt. Yeah, right. He's interrupting the mayor. (laughs) It's all right. right. I still love you to say. I would say we're all off the clock, but you're never technically off the clock. We're never off the clock. We're in town hall. Yeah, we are in town hall. I'm not going to sign your check. (laughs) I can sign my own checks. Oh. (laughs) You got the same email I got earlier today. (laughs) Actually, I can't. Neither of us can sign checks yet. We got to take care of that. Not yet. But it's fault um, right now. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> cut gosh. that out. Yeah, like, cut it out. <laughs> yeah edit, edit all this. Edit out. That out. But you know, you mentioned annexation. Four years ago, annexation was a hot button topic during the election, and former Councilman Ballman, myself, Mayor Griffin, and one other person ran, and I'm drawing a blank. Anywho. Myself and Councilman Ballman got in, and at the time, the former mayor, Franklin, was on council, and he ran and got elected mayor, and so that opened up an empty seat, special election, and that's when Councilman, or at the time, Councilman were Sloan became Councilman Griffin, he ran. So, like, I say we have the same amount of experience on council. I've got him by, like, three months. <laughs> Big whoop. It's, as an accountant, that's not material <laughs> over four years. So, but annexation, to get back, was a kind of a hot button topic mm-hmm. and we all talked about annexation because if you look at the town of if you look at a map of Blythewood it's very kind of splotchy I mean it's not like a Jackson Pollock painting but it kind of fingers out and just kind of it doesn't have like you have a dot where you then like like a radius around it or I guess that's what circumference sure yeah I, I never did very well in uh, geometry. Geometry, no. I, I didn't actually take geometry in high school, so yeah. I think the radius is the from the middle We're to like the side. We're like the same age. I didn't take geometry. No, I took algebra one, two, oh, okay. pre-calc, okay. calc, trig. Um, yeah. I know I never took that either. That was geometry, trigonometry. No, I never took that. Anywho, I like. I, I was applied mathematics in college, so. Yeah. Anywho, then you should know. <laughs> What what the outside of the circle like? I think it's circumference. But anywho, so Bly- the map of Blythewood it's just very it's very odd. It's just kind of just kind of spreads out, just kind of like if you spilled water or something, it just goes all over the place. Okay. So the only you know now that you know, Mayor mentioned the Scout Project that basically 
is uh, taking away about 14, 15, 1600 acres yes. of developable land in Blythewood. That was like really the last large track of land that could be developed in Blythewood. And it's going to the largest economic development project in Richland County history, yeah. which, which is good. This is going to be a good thing. Um, I've been a supporter of Scout. I'm going to get him on board eventually. <laughs> He, well, you know, I, but he, we he wasn't. A, he wasn't. I, he wasn't I, a non-supporter. I, I, I never. So my my non-support votes on Scout. He voted no for. I the, voted no twice for the for some rezoning, not no for the project. Okay, yeah. but you know, it's it's because of the lack of information shared with the people, and I just you know I ran on I'm for the people, by the people, so the people told me how they feel. That's how I voted, and that's yeah. fine. It, it, but it, it's no, you know, and that's what he meant earlier. We don't always agree. Yeah, we don't on always things, agree. But we understand that, hey, we understand that it's going to provide jobs. I said that. I know it's going to provide jobs. It's going to um, move some people from the microwave meals to a ribeye steak at Texas Roadhouse or somewhere. It's going to provide those opportunities for some families um, to improve their lives. But as I always said, I don't work for Scout. I work nope. for the people. Right. So that's that's where my yeah. no votes are. But no, but sorry. anyways, but getting kind of getting back to annexation, Blythewood is is for lack of a better term, basically fully developed. A lot of people say Blythewood's a small town. I always counter that and say Blythewood was a small town until. I seventy seven cut it in half. Mm. If you look at if you look at the layout of the town, seventy seven runs right down the middle of the town. It was basically a collection of, of neighborhoods, mostly for retirees. Okay, yeah. Because you were within fifteen minutes of Columbia, you're fifty minutes or so south of Charlotte, Rock the Hill, the VA hospital. Yeah, yeah you're, Jackson, you're close. You get all Jackson. the amenities of a big city, but you kind of live in the country. You know, a lot of people fancy Blythewood as horse country. There's a lot of horse farms. People people used to ride horses through town. Well, seventy seven kind of put an end to all that because with interstate comes what interstate commerce. Yeah. You know, your businesses. Once the McDonald's moved in, it was like, oh no, now the town's going away. No, the, you, you don't necessarily have to lose your small town charm because you get amenities that people want. We got a grocery store. You know, you got to buy a pharmacy. You got the post office, so on and so forth. But the mayor and I realized that a ridiculous percent. I mean, it's got to be high. It's got to be 90, 95% of Blythewood is developed. There's a few larger tracks that I can think of. And when I say large, we're talking less than 100 acres. Yeah, it's like 90 acres. Yeah, there's a couple, of, there's a couple parcels couple in town 90s. that haven't been developed. But almost everything is. It's either residential, going to soon to be industrial or assembly. And some a splattering of commercial retail, but the only true way to grow our town is going to be through annexation. Now, ask me since annexation was a hot button topic four years ago. Ask me how many pieces the prior administration annexed into the town in the last four years. In the last four Come years, yep. drum roll. How many? How how much? How much annexation? How many? Was there? How, many how many parcels? How many parcels, parcels yeah. was there? One. One. How yep. how large was it? 290 acres then it's only because it had to be annexed into or it we annexed some pieces into it may be more than one parcel but it was a few pieces of the scout project were annexed into the town so that one governing body can oversee the permitting the permitting and development that's the only reason otherwise the answer would be zero yeah it was it was crazy though is during that time when we first got on and it was a hot topic uh, Councilman Brock and myself were trying to figure out because we don't have policy 
for annexation? How, where's policy with state statute? You know, we're still learning as we still are today. Absolutely. You know, um, we're never going to stop learning, but we were trying to figure out where's the policy? How do you go about it? And I think the old perceived way from the outgoing administration to that administration was if you wanted your property and it's you just come to the town council oh. meet and they vote on it yeah you um, fill out a form yeah, you, you, you petition yeah. the council then and, and i don't they'll think vote. anybody's no. ever been but away. I, I think under mayor bailey's um administration he actually had someone going out knocking on doors asking people to end it so that's what grew the town because cobblestone wasn't even in the town limits under keith bailey administration and it's right there interesting so so his administration had someone on staff in charge of annexation uh but going back to the policy document we didn't have any document so to not reinvent the wheel i mean we looked at other municipalities in the state that were top rated in the annexation we looked at their policy and their guide why not why not adopt that as part of blackwood we did adopt that policy but we never used that policy okay well uh, on annexation i i live on the outskirts of west columbia and i live similarly on the outskirts of lexington uh, I actually live in a neighborhood where my neighbors have been annexed. Hmm. It's a we live in the same neighborhood, but my neighbors directly behind me are were annexed into Lexington, hmm. uh, which means, of course, that they pay Lexington city property or city taxes and things yep. like that. The the police department is who would respond to nine one one calls, uh, but I have. I have been a proponent of that because mm -hmm. I live less than two minutes from fire station and EMS. And uh, there is also a Lexington uh, substation, which mm -hmm. is fairly close as far as police. And uh, my property taxes would go up considerably. Uh, that, would, that would frustrate me mm -hmm. because I benefit from the things that, that are available through the county. But Blythewood and Lexington are two different towns. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The yeah. diff one of the major one differences the major is tell it. we don't have a millage. No, we don't. So if an individual annexes their parcel into the town, their property tax does not go up no. at all. Yeah. Yep. And we cannot petition the legislator because per state statute zero times zero gets you. Yeah, we can't you can we can't raise a millage. There's, there's your millage your current millage is and ours being zero. There's some legal theory that we actually could potentially could challenge Act three eighty eight. That's the one that basically it basically caps the amount of increase you can you can do on a millage. Well there was a couple of councils ago, I don't remember, they they, they eliminated the millage in Blythewood. Mm -hmm. So you're at zero. You can only raise it, let's just say six percent, eight percent or six or eight mills or something. I don't know. I'm not, I haven't read the act. Well, we're at zero, so it doesn't matter what percentage you can raise right. it. Zero yeah. times whatever is still zero. So, and in my opinion, from a finance perspective, Blythewood doesn't need to rate to institute a millage to raise revenue. We don't. We really don't offer any services. No. EMS is provided by the county. Fire is provided by the city. Uh, police is yeah. provided by the county. Water is provided by, like you said, City of Columbia or oh, Town Winsboro. of Winsboro. So Blythewood doesn't um, trash services. Trash services, I guess, contracted out through the county. Yep. Probably waste management. But you know, we don't have any services that are needed. 
to initiate any sort of revenue. And if we're good stewards of the funds, stop wasting it, whether giving it away or, or litigation, we're financially sound. A lot of people like to say that you know all the prior administrations have done a good job of keeping the town fiscally sound. Uh, to a certain extent, that may be true. But when you don't have major expenses, you don't really need a lot of revenue to cover them. Um, you know, Scout Motors is going to bring in a significant amount of revenue for the town. It will it will attract additional businesses. We live and breathe a lot of it off of hospitality and accommodations tax. So between Scout Motors and, you know, the people that follow these places, you know, more rooftops are built in town or we annex some neighborhoods. That doesn't add a dime to our coffers. Um, but the businesses that flow in, you know, that we can air or the potential businesses that we can annex in, that will add to our coffers. But you know, other than some people saying, Oh, I don't want to I don't want to be annexed into the town, we don't see a lot of downside. Yeah. It's a lot easier yeah. to approach you know, we may go to dinner tonight and if we're sitting in a restaurant and somebody walks up to, to Mayor Griffin, or they walk up to me and say, hey, you know, I saw you on, on the newspaper. I'm, I seem to make the newspaper a lot for, for various reasons. Depending on which newspaper Front you read, page. you'll get a different, you might get a different story. But they can walk up to us, and we're in a small community, they can say, hey, you know, I have a question about this, this. Sure, have a seat. At the county level, they're in districts. You know, you may see somebody that's, that's a county council member. If you're in our district, you may or may not get their ear. Yeah. Like I can tell you that that people will. I, I definitely know people approach Sloan. Um, he's like the most popular person in in, in his neighborhood. Pretty tall too, so oh, I imagine. Oh, they, no, no, no. But you know, the the access <laughs> the access to your represent your elected representatives in a small town is just uncanny. And you know, in the county, you're one of I don't know how many people are in Richmond County. Several hundred thousand. Yeah. But in Blythewood, mm-hmm. you're one of about. 5,500, 5,000, 5,500, which is up like, you know, 110% or whatever over the last census, which I think was like 2,900, but, or maybe a little less than that. Don't quote me on the numbers, but we're accessible. Yeah. You can walk in this town hall and if there's anybody you want to talk to, whether it be staff or whether it be members, members of council, you can get in touch with us. I know that there are people that have called us and, you know, our staff relay those messages. Somebody oh, yeah. called you. This is their number. Please call them back. Sure, no problem. And we do that. Yep. So Amen. accessibility yep. is a huge reason, I think, for a lot of people to consider annexation. It's not going to cost you anything. Yeah. Your yeah. services are not going to change. And, too, you know, that other piece of um, accessibility is now social media. We active on social media. Yeah. Um, so you can get us either way. I had a lady last night say, man, you even respond at 2 a.m. in the morning. Oh, like, goodness. You know, but hey, you shouldn't it, be. You should no, be No, I should be sleep, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I'm preparing some things for the next day in the office sometime if I can't sleep. Sure. But, you know, and I'll check and then somebody message, you know, hey, message them back, you know, and don't provide that fluff. We go straight to it. We're not going to give you three paragraphs of fluff history. And now let's get an answer. Yeah. Uh, one of the terms that you used uh, a little bit earlier was a strong mayor. Mm-hmm. So is that is the type of council that that Blythewood is a strong mayor. Yeah. So how how far does what what is the what is the reach of or what is the reach that you consider uh, being uh, the council being run as a strong mayor council well um essentially the strong mayor form of government is for layman's terms um 
the mayor can hire, fire. The mayor is the CEO of the town. So the mayor directs staff here in the manner. Uh, Councilman Brock and the other members on council are the legislative body members. So they're um, policy-driven body. So there's things that I can do here in this house as far as day-to-day -day operations of staff that I don't have to run back through council to say, hey, I want to create this job right here. Um, you know, I don't have to necessarily get that permission from them. Um, I don't have to, if I'm going to terminate someone, outside of there's some key positions. There's four. Yep. There's some key positions. I can't uh, terminate the administrator, the clerk, the attorney, and what's my fourth one? It would be the municipal judge if yep, we have if one, we have but we one. don't have a we municipal have judge. A municipal Richland County judge. provides that. Okay. Yep. So we don't have that. Um, so outside of that, you know, if I wanted to position to terminate one of those four members, which three of what we have, I would have to go back to council and say, you know, I want to terminate this person and here's why. And I would have to have um, majority vote, maybe a super majority. I think it's just simple majority uh, for that. But, you know, we, we really um, haven't had to deal with that yeah, piece. Yeah, sure. Um, and I hope we don't. But essentially, like I said, the strong mayor is kind of the, is the CEO of the town. So he's running day-to-day -day operations. I'll set the agenda items for that month's meeting um you know one thing about me i'm a fair guy um, i will consult back with council when i do set that agenda i want to make sure that they're not surprised i want to make sure they have time to do their research uh, so that they know what they're voting on so there are some things that we didn't really get in the last administration i want to make sure that we get i know because i was a council member so i know how it feels um, and you know my door is open. You know I want definitely Councilman Brock and myself. We talk every day. Yeah. Um, the other members on council, I want them to know that my door is open. So any concerns or issues, let's move on that. But that the strong mayor form of government is different from our surrounding uh, municipalities. Um, they have more of a. Um, uh, council manager, manager council form of government. They have a city town manager uh, that basically directs all the day-to-day -day, uh, pieces there. and They're the legislative body. Um, so we are different, but as you said earlier, we, we are part-time. Yeah, There's no full-time uh, members, legislative members here. Yeah. Um, what sort of collaborating do you all in, in your in previous administrations, do you all do with other municipalities around? So, so that's it's funny you said that. So I think after me and uh, what, let me answer that first. None. <laughs> all right, simple. None. We really hadn't had any type of collaborations as a group. Um, now, com com conversations individually, yes, we all have good relationships. Me and Councilman Brock have outstanding relationships with county officials um, even some city of the Columbia um, legislators at the state house and then some of our federal representation so we always have had good communication me and uh, councilman Brock with those folks to be able to get things done yeah. but if you're talking about as a whole no 
you know, you talk about bringing them in to show our county representatives. We have two that really covers Blythewood um, as we sit right now. Um, if we annex them, may add one. But um, and then our state house officials, we have never had really a quote unquote summit to show them where we at to basically get them on board on some of these other bigger projects that we need help with. Um, I'm hoping to change that. I'm hoping to bring them in at least once a year, maybe twice after we get it started so that they understand our vision. They understand that, hey, we need a sports complex. How are we going to get here um, so that those bigger pools of money can be positioned um, to the appropriate place for this town? So at this current moment, no. But tomorrow, I can answer that and say yes. And I can tell you this, that those members are excited. Okay. Uh, since, since winning, both of us winning, uh, they are excited. They know that we are all inclusive on our moves and our vision, and they want to be a part of it. Northeast is booming, and they want to be a part of that conversation. You mentioned a sports complex. Uh, <laughs> I, I read that baseball is, one, is, is the number one sport over in this area. Historically, um, yeah. His, okay. Historically, historically I would say that that is accurate. Um, there are other sports that are catching yes. a little bit of lightning in the bottle. Are, so, are we talking about pickleball? No. Well, 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 well yes. I, I don't play pickleball, but yes, you're actually right. Um, pickleball is, yes. is is a sport is has certainly caught caught the lightning in the bottle. Yeah. Um, soccer is working its way up through Blythewood and becoming a little more popular. Okay. Um, I know Pop there's – football. Yeah, yeah. There's there's at least two teams now in Pop Warner. Um, I know that girls softball yes. has, is also uh, – becoming more and more popular so it's there's an array of sports when when you say when people say a sports complex it's they different. tend to think of like four baseball fields no, with sure, a pagoda no. in the middle well i mean that but that's the picture we have well i'm saying that's the picture we, we as been, the administration we've been more focused on baseball but i think for me and councilman brock we said if you say in a sports complex we encompassing a little bit of everything yeah, here. Sure. We, we need multi-use fields yeah. because you do Unless you've got a major stadium like you know, like a Yankee Stadium, where you can convert it to play football, or, or they could probably do lacrosse or anything on a, on a, on a field, um, you know, you're limited to what you can do in that you know four fields with the pagoda or whatever in the middle. So while I'm not opposed to having like a, a small portion of a complex, we need fields or potentially some sort of rec center that has the opportunity for other sports. I mean, I know that uh, there's a youth basketball league that plays at Trinity. Mm -hmm. I know that there are kids all the way at the rec center. Yeah. And then Blythewood park, which is run by Richland County rec. They have uh, leagues of basketball in there. So, you know, I would say Blythewood is, is, is a sports community with a emphasis on baseball historically, but, there are more, more and more kids that are starting to play other sports. And, you know, we've got to kind of cater to – I, I really believe we have to kind of cater to everybody. It can't yeah, just absolutely. be one sport. It, you know, I, I have to add something. You know, I know a lot of times we, we – you know, we, we're a community of many. Um, we're a community of young professional families. Um, we're a community of seniors. Um, you know, we say, well, if you come out here to this park in the morning and you've probably seen people walking tonight, those are seniors walking. Yeah. There'll be a large group of seniors in the morning at daybreak walking 
out here. Uh, one of my things I do want to add to the vision is a senior center. We need something that seniors can come out and enjoy the company of other seniors in a safe environment, a resource center for those seniors out here. Um, so it encourages them to get out and walk, encourages them to be in groups. Maybe they find some friends that like to knit. Maybe it's a bingo hour every Tuesday and Thursday. I'm totally going to run in one day and just yell bingo, and then they'll oh, all get mad and run Oh, out. I'm coming to play. <laughs> I'm not going to win, but you know, just I don't want to sound ageist, but I don't, I don't know that they all heard you if you did. Oh, sorry, all right, <laughs> oh, sorry. No, but but you know, I mean, you know, we we have a little bit of everything here. They so take you it seriously? No, nah. yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, I, I had grandparents seriously, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we need to just make sure that you know in those vision pieces. You know, we talk about a sports complex that can encompass senior activities as well it has in to. those complex, you know, and the visions that's been talked about never have really encompassed the senior aspects of this community. So, you know, we're not going to forget about that. And um, there are some things I did recently after the election that really made me think about that. Um, I experienced going to a senior center uh, and playing bingo. And I was sitting there, and they was excited to have, you know, a fresh-faced young man walk in. They didn't even know I was the mayor. I didn't come in there as the mayor. And there were newspapers right there with my face on it. And they, I'm just slow. I showed up, you know, um, to register them for uh, winter, uh, weather alerts to their phone for yeah. my full-time job. And um, I just – and I said, hmm, what y'all doing? Oh, we're going to play bingo, so hurry up and register us so we can play. <laughs> you know, and I was like, okay. So my director was with me, and she did all that. And she said, what you doing? I got a bingo card and a couple of the chips. And I had two bingo cards because I told them I was going to double win. But And it was funny to sit there and experience that. And they had to teach me, like, cake. we're going to do cake layering. I was like, what is cake layering? We're going to do, you know, X-Man. What is X-Man? Oh, we got to teach this young man our senior games, you know. <laughs> but I knew what it was, but it gave them excitement to come and teach me. Yeah. They came on, this was what you do. Let me sit with you because you don't know what you're doing. And that made me think about, you know, we, we all talking about sports, sports, sports. And let's not forget about them. So I can't wait to really look at that with these new pieces of property that we got, one being the swamp. That's dumb. That, that's that's what I named it. Yeah, it yeah. the swamp. The swamp. Oh yeah, we call it swamp. And I want to let him talk about that in a second. But then the <laughs> other one, you know, so that we make sure we encompass all that swamp man. Swamp. It's not. It's not. It's not the swamp where the Gators play. No, but it, it, but <laughs> the, ma the mayor. The mayor's year. right. There is a lot of emphasis paid on sports and catering to youth, and to to an extent, he's right because this community is changing and we represent that change like i moved out here so that my children could go to richland two schools because mm -hmm. i lived in downtown columbia he got i think stationed here one time on yep, i came here during the 2015 floods with fema oh okay. yeah that was the first year i had comic-con by the way that weekend that yeah, was my yeah. first weekend the great yeah. flood yeah, yeah. well anywho so. but so and he moved here and has young wife and young child and that's those families are what's 
reshaping Blythewood. Yeah. But he's right. Blythewood was initially a retirement community. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the average age of the voters, and you can pull all the data, I think the last time I looked at it, of kind of the active voter, it's about 65 years old. Yes, that number over time should continue to come down. Right. The mix of voters, whether it be males, females, whether it be, you know, whites, blacks, Hispanics, those numbers are going to slowly, you know, start getting closer together because this community, it's, it's changing. So while there is a lot of emphasis on youth sports, you know, they say sports keeps kids off the streets. It's true. Statistically speaking, it's true. If kids, kids, was it? Kids left of their own devices bring embarrassment upon their parents. Yeah. Something like that. Well, if kids have something to do, they're not going to go out and do things that they shouldn't do. But you can't focus all your resources on one pocket of the community and forget about everybody else yeah. because, you know, they're here too. Eventually, I'm going to be that senior. Right. Sloan's <laughs> going to be that senior. You're already that senior. Wow. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. Boom. <laughs> Shots that's, fired, that's, right? That's where we insert a wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously not. But, you know, he's right. Like it, And, and you've got to find that balancing act. How do you, yeah. how do you bring uh, – because resources are limited, mm -hmm. and especially in a small town. You know, we have a budget that I think, you know, our budget this year is about $5 million dollars. But if you strip out a one-time exception, it's about $3 million. Yeah. And so our budget's slowly going to increase because we're going to continue to generate additional hospitality, accommodations, local options, sales tax, business licenses, permits, stuff like the things that if anybody wants to be bored to death, we can tell you about during budgeting. Um, you know, and our, our revenues are slowly increasing, and they, and they will, like you said, when Scout comes online and some of the other businesses that follow, we will be a beneficiary of that. So you've got to take the resources that you have, which are limited, and appropriate them in the areas where it serves everybody, not just one, you know, pocket of the community or one demographic, you yeah. know. And, that, and that's what we want to do. And, uh, you know, and it, it just people think that, oh, sorry, people think that initially, like, oh, all of a sudden that everything's just going to be changed and great. No. When you when you change over administrations, you inherit the problems from right. the past administration. Oh, yeah. People don't think that, oh, I've got time, I can catch up. No. You hit the ground yes. running on day one. You don't get to, you don't get to crawl. I mean, you got to start running. And, you know, there's a lot of OJT with this. You know, he learned, I learned, and we're still learning. Still. So, right. you know. He mentioned we got we got to clean up some of the house. Yeah, and we're going to clean it up fast so that we can actually get back to the jobs that we should have been doing for the past four years. And, you know, that is focusing on, you know, youth. That is focusing on our seniors and the people in the middle, too. If we had a center that had like a like a gym or a walking track or something like that, I'd absolutely come, especially when it's 30 degrees outside. Right. Yes. And the, the people out there walking on the walking out at the park in, in you know tomorrow morning or Friday morning or whenever the walkers get together – I'm quite sure on nasty rainy days or cold days or ridiculously hot days, they might choose to walk inside. They may not. That's okay. But they still need to have that choice. Right. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree. Any uh, any other goals or initiatives that you all are uh, are, are looking to accomplish during this term? I, 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 I'll, I'll go first and I'll let him follow up. Um, just want to touch a little bit on vision. A, vi a vision like his vision for the town. It can be it can be more than just a, a, a deliverable. Sure. It has to be philosophical. People say, you know, one of the questions that I was asked at my debate forum, whatever you want to call it, is, what are you going to do to improve um, 
economic recruitment or, or, you know, to spur economic development in the town? And I'm like, that's a ridiculous question. I don't think I actually said that, but I thought that in my head. But that that was a ridiculous question, and it was it was kind of a it was kind of a bad question to ask because the answer the answer clearly was it's already it's here. here, like by getting this by landing the scout project we have the economic driver for the future our job will be to enhance and ensure that a that's successful ensure that b the ancillary that comes along with it i.e additional business whether it be retail you know restaurant commercial uh, you know oems that support the assembly of the vehicles make sure that's successful that's our economic plan it's not that we have to go out and find something it found us or Richmond County economic development did that. So, you know, I think, I think part of the vision other than having deliverables, like the splash pad in the park, that's a deliverable. You can go put your hands on it, Right. but it's more, there's more to a vision than just saying, Hey, we built a splash pad. That's great. People can see it, but philosophically how you can move the town collectively forward for the benefit of everybody, either through policy deliverables, economic development that encompasses the vision and you know if we can if we can accomplish half of what we what we want to do then it'll be a huge home run yeah you're never going to be able to accomplish everything sure just like you can't make everybody happy but i think that you know you get your team in place and you get everybody rowing hopefully everybody rowing in the same direction and you don't get bogged down with litigation and, (laughs) and, and, and infighting and accusations and finger pointing then you know, it sets up for a very successful run. Yeah, and it can be it can be as long as the people want to keep us here. Okay, quality of life is what I would say. Everything Councilman Brock said is absolutely true, so I won't rehash it. He said it perfect. I'll just add in quality of life. You know, making sure that our citizens hold that vision to their heart making sure that they understand that we support them, that we're here to ensure their safety and well-being. Um, So providing that quality of life, working with our school system to make sure that they have tools in place. Maybe we have some relationships that can help them in some decision-making. Enhancing law enforcement. As we grow, unfortunately, crime grows. Um, so making sure that we have a working relationship with the Richland County Sheriff's Office as we grow, potential for unsafe activities with fire safety. We need to make sure that our fire department is growing with us. Car manufacture, whether electric or, or combustible, um, there's a potential there. We need to make sure that we have response capabilities here for this community. So. You know, you start talking about vision, that that gets real big, yeah, real quick. Um, I think that folks are excited. I think they're, I think they're electrified right now. Um, they see the change. They know they believe in us to push a vision. We're gonna have to push a new vision. We're gonna do some workshops starting at the first of the year to recultivate that vision. Uh, so that we're on this new track. When it was done before, we didn't have a scout motors here. It was still the same train moving down the track. Scout motors coming here, uh, good or bad to, to the citizens, will change things. Yeah. Um, and we, where I'm concerned right now as far as sitting in this seat, 
is making sure that you have a solid leader to sit there and have these upfront frank conversations with these industries coming in that they understand that you're here but we need to make sure that you're investing in this community yeah so you know the investments are here as far as if you want to talk about i-77 infrastructure pieces to upgrade the train hip you know, coming across the interstate the penny tax is taking care of the roads that you see now going on um, in that construction but we need to make sure that these industries coming in um, know that okay we have out in within our vision we have some deliverables and then just for example we have a deliverable of a sports complex with the senior center help us deliver this you're our neighbor you found us <laughs> so be a good steward be a good neighbor support this community support the need so and i'm just using that one as an example yeah but um we we have some we have some work to do and and just to echo that like one little quick thing people have to understand and i hope they do that a deliverable may it doesn't necessarily something that just pops up overnight like like he says you know we we are going to lean on companies like scout and others that move into this community to invest back into this community. We may say, you know what, we we want A, B, C, and D, and they may say, all right, we can support you with A and B, and we can C and D or can you know can be put on the back burner, or it, you, know, you, you take years. the long game. Yeah. 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 So you know, you know, one thing we, we talked about throughout this this entire process is splash pad. We can do that. Yeah. That's, that's easy. That's, a, that's easy. We can get that done. A complex might take a longer time. Sure. But if but if you can lay the foundations. And put the put the process in place. Right. Then we may say, all right, you know, it's not this. You're not going to have this wonderful complex in the next four years. Mm-mm. But in year one, you're going to see this. In year two, you're going to see this. In year three, you're going to see this. In year four, you're going to see this. And even if we aren't around after this, after our four year terms, you'll be there'll be enough substantial progress where yeah, it, it, it gets finished it gets finished it's, it's building it's creating and then building on that momentum so yes. that you can't they that that even after you someone can't turn around and say we're going to scrap that no yeah that's that that uh, i genuinely understand that uh i will also say and and this will this is pretty close to ending but uh one of the things i think that blythewood also benefits from and i assume you have a TikTok. Okay, fair enough. Yes. I don't have a TikTok, but I'll watch I'll watch videos on TikTok. So, one of the things that I get I see frequently uh with TikTok are the videos of the places in South Carolina not to live. And Blythewood has never been on that list. Well, that's good to know. That's really uh, good. I so watched it at least two. Congrats. Oh, you do? I'm yeah. not familiar with this. <laughs> yes. yeah. So, absolutely congratulations on that yes. because uh, e- even even though you know you've only been mayor for mm-hmm. twenty four hours, <laughs> yep, uh, yeah, it is, it is. Um, one day, and one you, day. Uh, one you've day. both been councilmen for uh, almost four you know four years or so. Uh, that is uh, that is something that is an accomplishment because there are a lot of places in South Carolina that are nationally recognized as places that you don't, don't visit. Want. Yeah. You don't want to live. And now you've piqued my curiosity. No, that's a I'll real list, though. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. Now, I'm, about to get, I'm about to get you to send it to me. Because um, 
one Columbia on there. Oh, Columbia's on there. Yeah, I didn't uh, want to say this. Columbia. Columbia's on there. You got uh, uh, there are there are Myrtle Beaches on there. Yeah, it is. Well, that's uh, no surprise. Orangeburg is yeah. on there. Uh, and yeah. I, I'm not going to say some of the the, the other low country some, towns because I've got I've got scheduled interviews with their yeah, mayors don't and go council down number there. two. <laughs> yeah, I, I ain't going to say no more. But I seen that list. Yeah. But there's also a list of places to live. Yeah. So. Um, so hopefully with this new project, you know, we're in the eye now. Yeah. So I'm sure at some, I'm sure those, um, TikTokers <laughs> that come through, I'm sure they looking. Yeah. And I'm sure they looking at statistics and, and doing some research and I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if we make that list to live. I will, I will say that, that. Especially with the festivals and the and, and the events that that go on in and around Blythewood, it, it yeah. makes it uh, absolutely one of the places to visit. Uh, and 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 honestly, it the the park is beautiful. I mean, the park is right next here to the town hall, and uh, it's 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 a really it's a really nice place to visit. And I have I have coworkers that live in Blythewood, uh, so it's you know, I, I'm I'm originally from Atlanta. That was where I was born and raised. I moved here when I was twenty. Hot Atlanta. Yeah, and uh, uh, it, it, there is there is absolutely a benefit to raising uh, my children uh, in uh, a place in and around Columbia, and and I consider West Columbia and Blythewood, and 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 you know these are places that I see. I see the the local governments taking advantage of the. Uh, uh, what what is available mm -hmm. and 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 building on top of what's been built previous uh, administrations and things like that so it's 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 very beneficial to, to everyone around so the last thing I'll ask both of you before we wrap it up is how long do you potentially see you participating in this political arena and is this your last step oh you're gonna oh Brock's I'm gonna going default first. to my oh, mayor go. pro tem first so, how long ago was it, Sloan? Year, year, year ago? You're going to say 24 hours. No, 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 no. I know where you're going. L less than a year ago, yeah. there was an ordinance on the books in the town for the town of Blythewood mm -hmm. that stated that you could not serve more than two consecutive terms. And so, basically, it mirrored the constitutional restrictions of the office of the governor yep. which is the only office that is restricted by statute right or the constitution in this case so we had a member of council who's no longer here that felt compelled to run to a third term run for a third term and he did run, he did run in spite of the well the ordinance the ordinance was deemed unconstitutional by an a basically by an AG opinion and so what the council did was that ordinance was basically overturned i actually i think i might have been the only one or i don't know if how slow, i don't remember how Sloan voted i know i voted no because i actually like the idea of term limits i think government can become stale if you have the same people with the same archaic ideas in every single election the you know uh, you look at our state house and I, I like our state representatives and you look at our, our federal representatives on the house side they're running for re-election every two years right. so 
you know, they, they, they get elected, they serve for a year, and then they have to essentially start running for re-election the next year. Agreed. And so, you know, I kind of joke like a politician's first job is to get elected, their second job is to get re-elected, and their third job is to serve the people. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ask me today if I was going to run for a third term, I'd say no, because I like the idea of term limits. Um, may I change my mind in four years? Possibly. Um, you know, I'll have an 11th grader and a, and a ninth grader at that time. And I, I, I don't know. Um, you'd probably ask me three months ago if I was going to run for council. And I'd have you also said no. no. <laughs> so, you, you know, no. Th- things change. Um, but, it, it, you know, a lot of it will depend on the next four years, how successful we can be, because I cle- we clearly have momentum. We're clearly set up for success. And, you know, We'll just we'll just have to wait and see. My, my my gut says no, but you know if if we can knock it out of the park and people are like, we want you to stick around and stay. Okay. Yeah. So serve at the serve serve based on uh, yeah. uh, how how well things go and 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 uh, if there is a continued need. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. If I have to, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna be long-winded on this i'm not focused on re-election okay i'm focused on making sure that uh we move forward so you may have to come back and ask me that at three and a half um i will be perfectly <laughs> you know, come back and ask me about year three okay um you know where i feel but right now 24 hours in <laughs> re-election is not on the topic of my four year down the road sure um, I'm more focused on the priorities that need to be um, dealt with right now. Well, not, not to give him a cheap plug, but when you're elected 70-30 and you beat your opponent by 40 points, oh. if you do well, the people are going to want you to come back. Well, and, and I'll just warn you, both of you, if there are aspirations for potentially seeking an office that has uh, longer fingers, uh I will. I will just say that, uh, and I, I speak for my audience, yes. that you both, uh, and and I've known Brock longer, of course, yes, but uh, you both have uh, personalities, and I, you you both uh, give off the personalities that I think people would be drawn to. Uh, you know, I, I I will say, you know, I've gotten comments from folks, and they say, "Don't stop here." You know, run for Senate. We need a governor like you. you know, but it, that's not my focus right now. Uh, my focus, number one, wherever the wherever uh, my faith and God leads me, uh, my family. You know, because your family has to be alone for this ride. Right. This, this is <laughs> regardless. Wife, kid, they have to be here for this. Um, and then, you know, we'll look at things down the road. Um, the people is in there. If the people want you, they'll let it be known they want you. Yeah. And if they don't want you. They'll let you know, too. They're going to let you know. <laughs> they'll let you know. They'll let you know before election. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll just say this, that over the course of the 20 years that I've been in South Carolina, Blythewood has made a significant splash. And, uh, and so uh, I will just say, I think that that probably has a lot to do in the last four years with with both of you, and you know, uh, it, it it does take uh, a lot of courage to do what you're doing, 
uh, and uh, it's you know that it, especially when it comes to the learning curve, you know. So I I am thoroughly impressed, and I congratulate both of you Thank on you, your sir. wins. Thank you, sir. And you're uh, come, being signed signed into signed into office, and and that's come back in a year and we can give you an update. Yeah, I you, you'll you'll have come, me on another at least one more time between now and oh yeah various comic cons. So, yeah, yeah. So well, I tell you, you I make sure that um I get your contact and yeah, uh, yeah. make sure Brock let you know. But I'm going to do a 100 day. Um, state of Blythewood. So that would be awesome. We also need to look at doing a state of the town annually too, and having like yes. a little sit down dinner. We proposed that to the prior administration. We're going to do, and it just didn't it didn't happen. We're going to so make I think sure that we definitely that. needs to be done. Yep. So, well, Mayor Sloan Griffin, thank you very much for being on with me. Thank you for having me, Mr. Councilman Donald Brock. I appreciate you being on with me as well. Always uh, a lot of fun, and yes. uh, I, I I am uh, again. It's. I think this is probably one of the most interesting parts about doing these podcasts is getting to meet with individuals that are doing extraordinary things. And I think that uh, what you all have planned for Blythewood and what Blythewood is already going to be accomplishing is, is extraordinary. So, yes, all right, gentlemen, thank you very much for being on with me. I appreciate it. Uh, that's going to do it for episode number 184 of the All About Nothing podcast. Again, thank you, Mayor Sloan, and uh, thank you, Brock, for being on. Absolutely. Uh, like, uh, links to all of our past episodes, podcast platforms, merchandise, and social, marie- uh, social media are available on our website at theallaboutnothing.com. If you think our financial model of giving away free content and entertainment is silly and you're in the giving mood, why not become an official nothinger by supporting the show? Visit theallaboutnothing.com and click on the support link near the top of the page. You can subscribe monthly to varying level of membership tiers and click on the tips link if you just want to give a one-time donation. And if you want to join the conversation, you can join our Discord channel by clicking on the banner at the top of the page. Please subscribe to the show. Like, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, share us with your family and friends. Thank you very much for listening. You all stay safe and have a great week. The All About Nothing podcast is produced and engineered by me, Barrett Gruber. Thanks to Cake for our intro music, Sick of You. You can follow everything Cake the Band at cakemusic.com. Thanks to Muff the Producer for our outro music. You can follow Muff on Instagram at Muff the Producer. I am Barrett Gruber. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Barrett Gruber or visit my link tree slash Barrett Gruber. Want to support the show? Visit our webpage, The All About nothing.com and become a member. There are several tiers available, including memberships that give you early access to episodes as well as exclusive content. Visit theallaboutnothing.com. Find links to our social media, merchandise, and past episodes. Visit theallaboutnothing.com. If you'd like to be heard on the show, you can call and leave us a message. Dial 803-672-0533. If the time between these episodes is more than you can handle, check out our partner podcast. Zach and I host What the Pod Was That with Carrie Simmons. Visit whatthepodwasthat.com for links and details. Me takes a deep dive down the rabbit hole in episodes of Welcome to Wonderland. Available on all the podcast platforms. Visit WTWLpod.com for details. As well, you can listen to the political and social conversation between Dr. Jamella Brooks and Bill Kimmler on Black, White, and Blue in the South. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe and share this show. If you're on YouTube, please like and hit the notification bell. Thank you for listening. The preceding podcast is a product of Big Media and copyright 2023, all rights reserved.